0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson sits down for a conversation with a couple of teens from Heartlight. Heartlight is a residential counseling center started by Mark and his wife, Jan, that creates an arena of change for both teens and parents. Let's hear from a couple of Heartlight's teens today.
1: Well, Taylor, thanks for being a part of the program. Hey, tell me, how would you describe yourself?
2: <laughs> um, Kind of awkward. <laughs> awkward? <laughs> what do you mean? Sometimes I just like don't always know what to say like I'm just kind of an awkward person
1: <laughs> well, like n- don't know what to say in a public setting or yeah. just one on one or
2: a little bit of both. I kind of like like my awkwardness, so I'm very like well, wow. sparky, like strange, but in a good way, I don't know
1: strange, yeah, you, why would you use that word
2: Because that... i I'm just like a funny a funny girl, like you I'm are. not like you a are. typical little like. Dallas girl, I guess I don't know.
1: <laughs> wow, wow. Well, no, I mean that—that's good. If if other people would describe you, what would they say?
2: Funny, but like I don't try to be like I just kind of do funny things. Wow. Like, and probably really caring. Like I very I probably like care too much for people sometimes. Like where it gets wow. in the way.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if there was something about you that you wanted to be that you're not, how you wish people would see you, or mm-hmm. what would um, you say?
2: Probably like thicker skin. Like I'm very sensitive. Like Really? Kind of oversensitive at times. It's weird because like I'll be really sensitive about stupid stuff. Yeah. But then things that you would think would get to me, I'm just like, "Mm, I don't care.
1: So what gets to you the most?
2: Like if I don't know someone and they're making fun of me, I'm just like, you're not getting to me. Yeah. But if like a close friend says something, it really gets to me.
1: Okay. And why would a close friend say any, why would they make fun of you?
2: (laughs) I don't know. They're not obviously a good friend if they do. Yeah. Uh, but I think sometimes it's joking. Like, even if a friend is joking, like, I don't take it. Yeah. I kind of pick up, like, I read too much into it where it kind of yeah. hurts me.
1: You know, it's interesting that sometimes sarcasm is a good way to communicate yeah. with people. But the problem is it becomes quickly cutting, mm-hmm. you know, if if somebody's too sensitive on those things, yeah. you know. So at least you see that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, so did you fight? having thin skin, I mean, you would fight the feeling. I know they didn't mean that, but I yeah. still feel it, you know? I
2: try to, like, counter my thoughts, like, oh, I'm thinking, like, they're making fun of me, and I get upset. then I tell myself, like, it's okay, like, I'm taking it too personally. Like, yeah. I just try to, like, counter it, I guess. Yeah. But okay. it works, so. <laughs> well, it
1: works, but you're here at Heartlight. Yeah. I mean, so I, so let me ask, That was, so how did you get to Heartlight? What was going on that um, things started to get to a point where, you know, mom and dad say, hey, this isn't working. Something's yeah. going on. What was going on?
2: Well, I think, like, I had a lot of, like, like with the just social stress, like, from, like, everyday teenage life. And my parents, I think they understand to an extent of, like, yeah. what's happening. But I don't think they truly, like, connected. And I always felt really, like, neglected in some areas and, like, kind of, I don't know, like, my, my dad sometimes is a little bit— um aggressive like in his tone and that kind of came where i was like sensitive yeah yeah yeah. so like i would get upset and i would just be like i can't do this like i'm going to my friend alexis's house like goodbye
1: yeah and
2: i just kind of got to a point where i didn't think i was getting respect from them so i was like well if you're not giving me respect i don't have to give you respect yeah and i would just like i would cuss my my mom is like amazing like one of my best friends and i would get to points where i would like cuss her out and that's not like I did love it. Did that her. shock
1: you that you were doing? Yeah, that?
2: like I would just have these fits and then afterwards I'd just sit in my room and I'd be like, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe like I said that to my mom, or like I I'll be driving to my friend's house and be like, I can't just I can't believe I just left. Wow. So I was basically just like really I was out of control to a point where like I think my parents were just scared about yeah. where it could have gone.
1: You know, there's this scripture that that has always stuck with me because I think it it details kind of who man is. Mm-hmm. It, it says, the very things I want to do, I have the hardest time doing. The things yeah. I don't want to do, I find myself doing. I and agree with that. <laughs> where you kind of go, why did I say that? Why did I do it? It mm-hmm. comes so easy. Mm-hmm. And the things that I want to do, I'm just kind of going, why is it so exactly. hard to do those things? You know. And so what do you think took over for you? Was it the sensitivity that,
2: that yeah. kind of just pushed you? I think like, especially with my dad, when he would like, he just wants the best for me so mm. I think like when he grew up his dad is very like aggressive with yeah, his yeah, tone yeah. and I'm a different person like I don't respond yeah. to that so I'd basically just shut down like he would say something and I took it extremely wrong than probably what he meant it yeah and I would just shut down and get into like basically like a defensive mode where I just like go off on him you don't understand like you judge me like all this different.
1: Wow. Mm. wow. Well, you know, it's the authoritarian role yeah. that doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish it did. I mean, your dad, you know, like me, and like every, we've been raised military. Yeah. And yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Shine <laughs> your boots. Make your bed. Yeah. Do this. You, yeah. You listen. You, you know. Well, when you force that, it doesn't work anymore. Mm-mm. You know. And and I think I think because the world's a little bit more sensitive. I agree. or something. Okay. So let me go back. What caused the stress for you at school? I mean, when you would, when you say that I was getting stressed mm-hmm. and I couldn't function and, what was causing all the stress?
2: I think I can't pinpoint to like a specific thing, but I think like the two main things are probably like, most of my friend. well, my best friend Alexis is a was a grade older than me. Yeah. So it was frustrating, like, some of my closer friends weren't in any of my classes. Like, I just didn't really have people around me all the time that I wanted to be around. Mm. And just like Cobble High School, like being so crazy and like how many people are in there, like the bathrooms are disgusting. Like I'm like a kind of OCD. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. just how like gross school was there. And I just got to the point where I just didn't think I could take it. Like like I said, I would get sick in the morning just because of like thinking of going. And I just missed a lot of school and like certain classes, my grades would suffer like heavily. Wow, Because wow. I just couldn't focus.
1: You think that, that relationships... Have a lot to do with that?
2: Yeah, for sure. Do
1: you think that people have closer relationships now than they did five years ago or relationships that are more distant?
2: In, like, general? Yeah. Um, I think nowadays, like, people aren't as close as they were, say, like, five, ten years ago. Because, like, social media and, like, texting, like, I could tell something to my best friend over a text that, like, I may feel a little uncomfortable telling her face-to-face or, like, bringing stuff up. Yeah. So that's, like, a huge barrier in, like, today's society.
1: You know, in, in somewhere, you know, I mean, I, I sure know this, that, that of course, I've been married for 41 years, yeah. and, I, and Jan and I dated for six years before <laughs> that, you know. And, but when I'm stressed or when I feel anxious, you know, I can go home and talk to Jan, yeah. and Jan can hear it because we're close, we have a relationship you know, I have other friends that I can talk to. And that. But if I didn't have those relationships, I think it would just build up and build oh, up. Yeah. So relationships really become a, a place, kind of a dumping ground, mm-hmm. if you will. And sometimes I don't, you know, my view of you guys is that you don't have as strong as relationships yeah. as you used to.
2: I would agree totally with that.
1: Wow. Well, would other girls in your grade say the same thing?
2: I think everyone probably in the back of their head agrees with it. Yeah. But I think a lot of teens, they, like, take so much pride in, like, social media and, like, texting that they never want to admit that because then it's, like, it kind of is, like, a flaw on our part. Yeah. That we can't, uh, like, communicate directly to, like, even a parent without texting them because that is a flaw. Like, it's a huge flaw. Yeah. And here at Heartley, like, it's kind of I'm overcoming that, like, yeah, yeah. completely.
1: I mean, just you and I sitting here talking. Yeah. I mean, you're very— <laughs> you engage well you talk well you i mean i go guy i'm just i mean i enjoy it, it i mean I, I could do this for hours yeah. you know but i don't think everybody else is like that I, so unless I agree. you find somebody like that mm-hmm. then it's then you kind of become isolated from everybody else yeah. you know okay so so mom and dad, let's get back, get back to them. Okay. When did they decide to put you at Heartlight? I mean, and how did they tell you? And, and then how oh. did you respond?
2: Oh gosh. Okay. So, well, I don't really, I think it might've been like a last minute thing for them just because like, they've told me like, we're thinking about like a boarding school. And I was, I was like, no, you're not like, yeah, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. And that was like in December. And I came here in February. It was like, uh, I think one day they're just like, we can't do it anymore. Like She's mm. going to end up, like, getting upset and driving and, like, hurt herself yeah, or, like, yeah. all these different things. And so I don't—I still haven't asked them. I We have break in, like, a week, so that's something, like, yeah. I want to, like, talk to them about and, like, come to terms on, like, what they, like, truly, you know? We're but feeling
0: and yeah, stuff. Cause, like, yeah, because, like, I've
2: never had that conversation with them. But yeah. the way they told me was actually upsetting because uh, I was—they didn't tell me until I got here, really, but in uh. the car— or when they woke me up in the morning at like 5, I was like, I know I'm going somewhere. Like, no one wakes their kids up at 5 in the yeah, morning yeah. to take them to McDonald's or something. <laughs> and I was like, just let me pack a bag. They were like, you're not going anywhere. I know I'm going somewhere. Let me pack a bag. Yeah, yeah, No, you're not. And then we got in the car, and they were like, you're going to this boarding school. It's like about four months long. I was like, four months? What am I going yeah. to do? I get here, and it's like a year. I was like, crap.
1: Wow. But You think they were just fearful of telling you? Yeah, I, mean, I think they were
2: really scared. yeah because like, who knows how I would have reacted. I would have thrown a huge fit. Yeah. Which I kind of did. I was very upset. Okay, but
1: but I mean I I don't see that here and I don't hear about that yeah. here. I mean, what's what's different because you are so laid back and easygoing mm-hmm. and very loving and I mean, I just I'm going so what's changed is it because we don't have cell phones we don't text or is it because there's activity and you can talk to people and I
2: think it's like what's I've done in my program hmm. because like when my first month here I cried every single day like I was a crying girl I cried multiple times a day I cried for 30 days straight until I reached level two Wow. but like a big part of my program is kind of like going with the flow like not having expectations and like being let down yeah so like I just come to terms like I'm at Heartlight. Like I have things to work through. It's, I mean, it's not the ideal place to be. No. But it, like, if you honestly do what you're supposed to do and make the best of it, then like, it's not that bad. Like, yeah. I've been here for three months and I'm level three and in old lodge. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm just trying to do as much as I can just get past this like struggle in my life. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest things.
1: What do you think you'd be if you wouldn't have come to Heartlight?
2: I think I'd still be at home just acting the way I was. Or being twice as crazy really yeah i it's should have been like it should have gotten worse like it got worse by the month wow so it would have just kept getting worse
1: yeah <laughs> do you get along better with your parents now
2: yeah i mean me and my dad he's gotten like a lot better like they see a therapist at home for like their marriage stuff and good theirs is just a lot i think like their relationship like Mending theirs really helped, like mine, yeah. because a yeah. lot of times they would run into conflicts on how to parent me. Right, like my dad's aggressive, my mom wants to talk to me. Yeah, and then so like the way they communicate, it's just it's a lot different in my family. Like when I see them over family and parent tree, like it's easier to like control myself, and my dad's not yelling at me or my mom. So oh,
1: cool. Yeah, cool. so
2: pretty good so far. Cool.
1: Well, look, <laughs> thanks for being a part of the program. So it's good. It's good just to hear the stories. Of- yeah of how you think and what you see and everything else. But thanks for being a part. You're welcome. Most of you don't know that I was the Oklahoma Bible quiz champ of 1969. And after living with over 3,000 teens over the last 45 years, I've learned the importance of those principles I knew as a teen and have worked tirelessly to help parents take those principles they embrace and apply them to their teens and the raising of their families. Parenting Today's Teens strives to bring effective and practical resources to parents and grandparents to help them engage in the life of their teens. We do that through our radio program that's heard on over 1,900 stations throughout North America, through books and small group curriculum series, through specialty conferences and seminars, through our Parenting Today's Teens podcast newsletters, articles, YouTube channel, and online courses, anything to help parents and grandparents. To find out how you can put some new tools in your parenting toolbox, visit www.parentingtodaysteens.org. That's parentingtodaysteens.org. Carson, thanks for joining me and being on the program. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
3: Um, I'm from California, and I'm 16 years old.
1: Yeah, and uh, you're at Heartlight.
3: I am at Heartlight. Okay,
1: so l- l- let's get this out of the way. I, how did you end up at Heartlight? What was going on that that you ended up, somebody said, hey, we need to send this young man away for a few months and or a year and have him... Come stay someplace else. What was going on?
3: Um, well, I was struggling with depression for quite a few years, really? and I've uh, been going to lots of counseling for it. And then I yeah. started getting into drugs, and my parents weren't sure what to do. And so wow. we all made a group decision of it's probably a good idea to send me to a therapeutic boarding school. And Heartlight went out from all the choices.
1: Wow. And so I mean, did you actually look at all of them with your family? And- uh,
3: my family chose to look at them alone, so that way they could <laughs> they made sure and got what they wanted yeah. to.
1: Okay, so when they told you, "Okay, we're sending you off," what was the first thought that came to your mind?
3: Uh, wow, I hope this works for me. I hope yeah, this, this better be good.
1: Do you think that the depression moved you to a point that you were just looking for something different? I think so. I mean, it's it's a pri- it, quite honestly, it surprises me that that you fight with depression because I I see you and I go, I don't see that at all. I mean, is that Is that a facade that you put up to kind of protect that?
3: Yes, yes it is.
1: Okay, when you go to bed at night and you lay your head on the pillow and, you know, from the time that you get in bed and the time you fall asleep, are most of those thoughts negative or positive?
3: Uh, The majority of them are negative.
1: Saying what?
3: Um, I'm a burden. Uh, I don't deserve to be alive. I just, I'm a mess up. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: And have you figured out where that all comes from?
3: Not quite. Not quite figuring it out. I'm figuring out how to manage it first and tell myself that, Yeah, realize that that's false, not accurate.
1: But ha- have you told yourself that for so long that you just have really gotten to the point where you believe it? I think so. Okay, so if, I, if you flunk a class, um, does that tell you you need to get motivated or does it say, see, you're just a mess anyway? It
3: says I'm not good enough. So, I wasn't good anyway.
1: So everything through that grid kind of it, it just kind of kind of comes normal for you to pick up the negative part of it.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Okay, your family, I mean your parents got divorced. Yes. How long ago was that?
3: They actually got divorced before I was born.
1: Really? Mhm. Wow. So
3: they were they were dating throughout high school and then they got pregnant with me and thought it, maybe they should get married but then decided before I was born that they should get divorced. Wow. hmm
1: Wow. Okay, so when you look at that, do you interpret that as I wasn't worth?
3: Yes, I take that as my fault.
1: Your fault, mm-hmm. even though you weren't born yet.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Where does that come from?
3: Not sure. I think it's uh, a lot of it is just I like to own things for people. I try to...
1: Wow. Okay, so your mom and dad are divorced, and... Did they remarry?
3: They did not. Uh, they remarried, just not to each other. Oh, okay. Um, my mom got remarried in 2005, I believe. Yeah. And then my dad got married around the same time, and they both had two kids. And that made me kind of jealous, made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Wow. Um, but then my dad got divorced and then remarried again about two years ago.
1: Wow. hmm Okay. So you're a... You're an unborn child of divorce and a born child of divorce. I mean, because it happened beforehand. Yes. How has that impacted
3: you? Um, It's impacted me pretty negatively. I mean, I take a lot of blame for it, even though uh, I feel like I probably shouldn't.
1: Was it like I'm not worth you guys being together or?
3: Uh, I'm the reason that you guys split up. I'm the reason that you guys keep moving away from each other. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. So when you when when you tell yourself that over a period of years, what could be done differently? Like, what could what could your mom or dad do differently to to help you get out of that?
3: Um, I think they could help, kind of make me believe that it wasn't me. Like the decision was going to happen mm-hmm. either way, with me in the picture or out of it.
1: So you know. So when you look at. Your new brothers and sisters, you know, because you have all these half-brothers and half-sisters now. How many of them?
3: I have four and a half, actually. My stepmom is pregnant. Oh, wow. Uh-huh, so wow. four and a half younger brothers. Okay,
1: so when you look at them, is there a jealousy that they're in a normal environment in one sense? Absolutely.
3: And, really? Mm-hmm. It makes me uh, kind of jealous because I feel like they have a place that they belong, kind of a complete family.
1: And you just don't feel like you have that place? hmm Wow. When you would hang out with other people at school and stuff, and you see somebody else that's going through a divorce or that is divorced, because half the people mm-hmm. at high school now are uh, their parents are divorced, and so how did you how did you kind of play that one?
3: Uh, well, that one was a little bit different for me because most people who I met that were going through a divorce, yeah. um, their parents were had my parents had already been divorced, so it was a little bit different for me. Yeah, kind of growing up being like, huh. How come I see dad every other weekend? Wow. So that's how it was different for me. Wow.
1: Okay, so so how did that impact you other than depression? How did that impact you? I mean, how did you see that that if if you're kind of this nomad, you don't have a place and and you see other people, how did it impact you other than depression, about the way that you engaged with people, the way you had relationships, the
3: um, what well, messages
1: did you learn out of it, positive and negative?
3: I yeah, um, I think I learned that like I kind of get attached to people and try to do everything I can to make people want to stay around me or be friends with me because I think I'm used to people wanting to leave or leaving without a reason.
1: That just shocks me because <laughs> I look at you and, and uh, you know I would tell, and we're on radio, but I would tell everybody he's a good looking. He's got this long, long blonde hair. He's outgoing. He's a life of the party. He's fun. You know, I'm, I'm just going, that just shocks me. And, and I guess part of me goes, did people miss that about you? I mean, that, that you're wrestling with depression and I would never know. If I, if I didn't know backgrounds here, I would never know that that's been an issue for
3: you. Uh, well, I think that's because I guess I try to hide it because I don't want other people to feel, feel bad for me or to be sad because I think I wear other people's emotions.
1: Because you don't want to become a burden to mm-hmm. somebody yeah. else again because
3: mm-hmm.
1: you feel like you've been a burden to your mom and dad. Do you feel like that now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Still today, today, it's it's mm-hmm. something that they have to contend with. Yes. And,
3: mm-hmm. One of the uh, biggest things I struggle with.
1: Is it I was a mistake, I shouldn't have happened kind mm-hmm. of thing?
3: Yeah, and as I'm alive, I'm continuing to cause problems. And I got to a point where I was just feeling guilty that they would have to like buy food for me, because oh. I felt like um, my parents didn't want me because I wasn't planned; I was an accident. Yeah.
1: So where do you live? What do you consider home?
3: Um, mom I consider or dad? Dad, currently. Really? Because mm-hmm. I live majority of the time with him, with and visits to mom.
1: With visits to mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm 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 just I, I'm I'm somewhat amazed. I mean, in, in one sense, I go it just you know if you were a jerk that'd be one thing or if you were you know or that had all those outward signs i mean you ever think about did did suicide come up for you did did um running away and going to be somewhere else when nobody knew anything did any of those things yeah, come up yeah
3: suicide was always and is something that i still struggle with it seemed like the best option for me it seemed like life would be easier for others without me if i wasn't alive wow mhm
1: you know what, I, I think you're given an unbelievable perspective that, that nobody's going to get anywhere else. I mean, and I think there's something about that we can all look at and go, you know, there's things happening around us that we just don't know. Um, I think my life is better off because I've met you. And, and just you sharing some of this stuff makes me want to spend more time with you. So I don't know whether I'm going to drag you around on the boat you know, and, or go ride horses or do something, but I'm going, dude, you're you're something else. And I go, I, I, I hope you get through this thing because I don't think, I really don't think God makes mistakes in this stuff. I think it's, I just don't think he does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that everything has a purpose. It's just trying to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Carson, thanks for being on the program. Well, thanks today. for having me. I'm hey, glad I could share. You bet. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, man. All
3: right. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit ParentingTodaysteens.org HeartlightMinistries.org or MarkGrigston.com Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.